Welcome to the Boom Boom Performance Podcast, your resource for science-based training and nutrition, data-driven coaching, and education-focused content. Before we get into this podcast, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen and learn with me so that you can apply what you are about to learn, take my strategies, use these tools, and finally have some serious methods to see sustainable success with your physique, your mind, and your life. This podcast was built on the foundation of applied education, and I'm excited for you to be here so you can have that experience with me. Now, without any further ado, let's get on to the show. All right, so today we literally have a jam-packed q and I know I say that quite often, but I went over time today because we decided uh, to do a rapid-fire Q&A, and we answered questions from my email, from the Facebook page, and from Instagram. We talked Seinfeld. We talked life. We talked business. We talked coaching. We talked training. We talked nutrition. We dove into quite a bit. I think you guys are going to get a ton out of this episode, and it's a wide variety of questions. One real quick thing to remind you guys of. First and foremost, remember that the new site just went live. I would be super grateful if you headed over to the new tailoredcoachingmethod.com website. Check out what we're doing. Check out the new website. Learn from us. Get some free content. There's so much good, valuable information in there. And next, I want you to check out the video we shot this week and the podcast. We dive deep into why we changed the name of our company, which is some really big news. And I would be super appreciative if you listened to the podcast, you watched the video, you shared the video, and you went and checked out the new website. It would mean the world to me, and I would seriously appreciate it. Last but not least, guys, remember that we're putting most of these podcasts on YouTube as well. So if you actually enjoy watching us talk, head over to YouTube. You can check it out there, um, and you'll get the same great information, but you'll get to see us in live time. All right, without any further ado, let's get on to the podcast. I got a quick rant. Before we get into the podcast um and this is actually something i feel like i've been wanting to say just for people to hear for a long time um because i get the question all the time uh, and i was actually talking to um shout out to sharon one of my clients about this and i shared with her my answer and i was like and she even said you might need to talk about that on the podcast so i get questions all the time from people like where is the best place to find research where are you studying what are you reading for xyz how are you learning about this and there's like a few things that I think are very, very obvious and nobody stops to do. Mm-hmm. So first one, Google. Examine.com. Well, I could say examine.com for supplements. Mass Research Review, Weightology.net, um, uh, all these different research reviews if you want to literally see people analyze a PubMed study and then give their review, which I do I do suggest doing. Yeah. They cost money, so you have to invest in it. Oh, yeah. Um, I do. I'm a part of a bunch of them. Um, but the other, but it's Google. Like it's, I don't think people Google search things before they ask where to find it, which is, it seems obvious. And I, and I, the the thing I hate about it is there's many times where I can't give somebody like one of her, her question was actually like, Hey, I'm trying to create, um, some content on, uh, sleep's effect on body composition. Like, where do you go for your research on that? And I didn't want to say Google it because you sound like a dick if you say Google it. Yeah. But I literally was like, I literally would Google it. Like, because I don't know, like Mass might have a research review on it. Uh, there's probably, you know, I did an interview with Greg Potters, um, which we can link in the show notes. Cause it was a really good episode. I did one with Amy Bender, another sleep scientist. We'll link that in the show notes too. But I literally would be like, hey, type in sleep and body composition research on Google. And I think this is a good topic to bring up because I think a lot of people reach out to people like me who are always willing to talk and give answers. And I always am. But it makes more sense to do your research first and then ask me my opinion on X, Y, Z. Yeah. Because all I'm going to say is like, hey, Google search sleep and body composition because I wrote a blog on it. Lisa, we haven't aired it yet. Lisa wrote a really good – it's like the guide on how to improve your sleep. Same thing. I guarantee she just Google searched the shit out of sleep research. And then you just dive through the weeds. You'll end up on PubMed. You end up on different fitness websites, so on and so forth. Um, but that's the first thing. So like when we're looking for new research, we're looking for new topics. Um, I'm writing a blog on like the creatine guide I wrote. I Google searched creatine monohydrate research and then I just start going through papers and finding stuff. Um, You can look at Google Scholars. Another cool tip for people who wanna learn more is go to Google Scholar. So if you go to Google and just search Google Scholars, because I don't know if it's googlescholars.com or google.scholars or whatever, but you can actually set up notifications. It's pretty cool. So I went on there and I put notifications for 
um, fat loss, for muscle growth, for intermittent fasting, just from like random topics that people always ask me about. And then anytime a new study comes out on it, they'll send you an update. So I get an email every few days and it's like every study or research that comes out with the words fat loss in it or intermittent fasting or time-restricted feeding or anything like that, I'll just get emails about it because then I can skim through them and see if there's any cool research on it. Um, Sometimes it's stuff that doesn't apply to what you do, but if you want to stay up to date on research, that's an easy way to do it. Um, Another one is JISSN.com, so the Journal of International Sports Science Nutrition. Tongue twister. Um, That sounds awesome. It is, dude. It's a sick website. So they basically do a ton of really cool research, and it's all free. And normally you have to pay for that kind of stuff. And there's literally thousands of research papers on there probably. Yeah. Um, and they do stuff that's really cool. It's it's specific to bodybuilding, body composition, time-restricted feeding, amino acid supplements, creatine supplementation, protein feeding, things like that. Um, Dr. Jose Antonio, who I've had on the podcast – link that in the show notes too. He runs that and he also is like the leading protein researcher in the world really. Um, but that's another really good resource um, for a search engine. And then the last thing I'll say is pay. Just invest in it. Like if you really want to learn, you should always be doing something. Like we talked on the team meeting this morning. Everybody in the team is literally doing some kind of certification right now. So we're going to start doing like team education where Haley's presenting on um, the, the lipolis research that she's doing and then the protein at night feeding thing, um, research that they're doing in her lab. So she's going to present on that one month. Uh, Caroline's going to do the women's health one and then a bikini comp one. Um, Lisa's doing the neurotyping. I'm going to do something. I don't know yet, but every month we'll have some kind of education and that comes from doing the NMI or MNU NMU probably, but probably a topic from MNU. The thing with MNU is like highly recommend certification, but it's got like, I mean, there's so many different topics in there, dude bodybuilding, endurance, sport, um, weight cutting, thyroid, uh, fat loss, PCOS, like diabetes. Like there's just so much in there. It's a really, really good course. I need to take my test. I fucking missed the time, had to pay a retest fee because I didn't do it because I procrastinated. I got to take my test. Um, But um, he'll probably do something from there or something in the training realm because he's really into that world as well. But point being is, is like we're, I mean, that's just us as a team trying to constantly educate. But the reason we're able to do that is because everybody is constantly studying and we all invest in that stuff. Yeah. I help, but they invest as well to make sure that they're constantly doing some kind of certification course. We actually are doing the new website and we have this like, I don't know if I showed you the countdown timer. Actually, by the time this airs, the website will be out, right? Yes. Good. So the new website's out. If you scroll down, there's like a some kind of scale thing on it. But like when you scroll past it, it says as a team or, or we have achieved or something like, or no, it's proven, proven track record. And then it's like certifications and it's got like a little captain or a graduate cap. And then the number starts counting and we have 30, over 37 certifications as a collective. Let's go. And, and that doesn't count college stuff. That's yeah. just certifications, extra curricular, yeah. which is really cool. 30, more than 37 as a collective. Yeah. It's dope. Um, and then it shows like how many clients we've worked with, how many countries we're in, how many States we're in. Um, it's really, really cool. So, Sick. Uh, point being, we're all doing something constantly. And then I'm, so I'm getting ready to take that test. And then now I'm studying for the CISSN, which is created by the JISSN. And it's like the premier nutrition store. This has been on my list for a long time, but typically you have to have a four year or more degree in college. Mm. Um, but I reached out to Dr. Jose Antonio and was like, can I take it? And he was like, yeah, we, we accept people who we know are capable, capable and legit yeah like worthy of it um so he's let me take it but after it's a self-study so it's really difficult because it's not like take this course and curriculum and you'll go through the process and then you'll be ready to take it it's like here read this textbook yeah so i literally have a however many thousands of pages physiology textbook to read and then i have to memorize all the jas and papers so they have like it's like 16 different papers and it'll be like our stance on protein timing yeah. and you read through like pages and pages of all the, the researchers opinions on the research Damn. about yeah. protein. dude, it's, it's going to be the hardest memory game. That is crazy. It's going to take me a while to get ready for that. Start singing that song from Adam Sandler's movie. Back to school. <laughs> <laughs> what movie is that? Uh, Billy Madison. Billy Madison. There yeah. you go. Dude, Adam Sandler is probably one of the greatest com- like comedy actors of our time of all time, sir. 
I'm, but like he's not that great anymore. I mean, he's still oh, funny, well, but, yeah, but but I'm just saying of our time because that's yeah, our generation. Right, because yeah. if you ask our dad, they're not going to agree with that. Yeah, all right. They'll probably say somebody. Yeah, from their age, Eddie Murphy or something. Yeah, but Eddie anyway, was good. Yeah, another thing I want to say is <laughs> really ridiculous and rude, but uh, okay. when <laughs> when you were talking about googling or whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a website. It's called LMG uh, LMGT. I think it's dot com. It's let me Google that. And so like you, you type it in, you press search and it records uh, the screen and it sends a little link to them and they click it and then it goes to the Google page. It types it in for him and then it brings it up. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh my God. If you that. really want to make yourself be a dick. Yeah. Oh God. I said that people, the people are like, well, ask me a question. I'll just send it to him and it does it. And it's like, Oh my God. I Take the you. time to do that, to send it to him. That's <laughs> yeah. fucking hilarious. Oh man. Yeah. I'm not that much of a dick. I'll just nicely and respectfully tell them to Google it. Yeah. Um, well, but dude, yeah, I'm pumped for you for that cert, man. Yeah, dude, I'm excited about that. It's going to be tough, but I think that's going to be good. And it's going to be nice for me because dude, like I'm, I'm so excited for this week as people are listening to this because yeah. this week marks no more projects for a while because dude, like find that dude, I started trying to get this warehouse ready in the summer. Yeah. Going through the paperwork, yeah. working with my accountant and the, the landlord and signing the agreements and then starting to gather equipment, start yeah. to get the people ready to build it. Um, and then along with that, we've been working for six plus months on the new name, the rebrand, the trademark, the website, um, the way we're shifting the elite to become the tailored trainer, which is basically, this is really cool. It's basically, we're taking the elite inner circle, quote unquote, and we're keeping everything that's there. So you still get access to like my seminars on stuff, but we're just tailoring the training experience more and more and more. So it's more individualized and it's like the whole, it's like it's a personal trainer in your pocket. Like it's literally like any type of program that you need is in there. Now we've built up such a good database that we have all these and we're making more and more videos now that we have this place, but it's like, do you want three day? Cool. There's like eight, three day programs in there. Four day. There's eight of those five day. There's eight of those six day. There's like three or four of those mobility. We got it. Conditioning. We got it. Low intensity cardio. We have it. Nutrition help. It's in there. You're not going to get coaching on nutrition, but there's eBooks, there's seminars, there's Q and A's, there's access to the private group. But the coolest part about it is now that we have True Coach integrated, you walk in the gym, you have a personal trainer in your pocket. For sure. It tells you what to do, how to do it, when to do it, everything, how to progress week to week. Um, so I'm pumped about that. But because we've been working on all these things, I just feel like it's just my to-do list has been never ending. And every week feels like I'm catching up because it's like – and Sick. then we have the team meet up. So it's like been like I'm almost, I'm almost caught up, almost caught up, almost caught up. And then something else happens with the project and then I, then I kind of fall back again. So I was looking at my schedule and next week, since we have, as we're recording this next week, the website launches, we have all the promo stuff done. So I'm like, I don't have anything to do except create content, coach people. And I don't want to do anything else. <laughs> That's all I'm I want sure to fuck with. Come up soon, but I'm, I'm holding myself to yeah, it. I'm yeah, not yeah. going to start another project for at least three months Damn. Good. because I just wanted Good. like, I just want to like get back into my craft and just have fun with it again for a while. Yeah. I mean, I always have fun with it, but I get frustrated. Like I haven't written a blog in like two months because Damn. I can't sit down. I have like three half written blogs because I get ideas and I start writing and I can't finish them. Yeah. So I'm excited to be able to have like a dedicated time to do that. Like we're not going to have to rush the content. I don't have to rush coaching. Like it's all just, just that for a while. And then of course something will come up and we'll start something yep. new, but just to progress. Yeah. So I'm excited about that, man. I think it's going to be good. Yep. Um, real quick though, real quick, just cause this is on my mind ever since I said Adam Sandler, <laughs> we did this with the shoes. Top three. Oh yeah. Easily male oh. or female. Anybody. Comedy actors of our generation. I already know the the ones in my head, I, dude, without a doubt. I'm, you know, I don't watch movies, man. I oh, have God. no idea. Adam Sandler, obviously. Ben um, Stiller. No. I couldn't name three movies of his. Dodgeball. Oh yeah, yeah. Fucking absolutely. hilarious. Absolutely. Um, Meet the Parents. Meet the Fockers. Meet the Fockers. Oh, I about, yeah. Great movie. Fat Camp or not Fat Heavy Hitters or Big Hitters. He was. <laughs> So it's called heavyweights. Heavyweight. Yeah. Damn, how do I remember that? That was a kid movie, <laughs> dude. But but he was the, the yeah. camp counselor. Yeah. And he had a handlebar mustache. Oh my but this gosh. is the cool thing about that. That you... character with that voice. If you go back and watch it, like a YouTube clip from him, and then you watch a YouTube clip or the movie of Happy Gilmore. He is the retirement home manager oh. who is super mean to Adam Sandler's or uh, Happy's grandma. Did you remember that? Yeah. 
he's that character. Yeah. In in Heavy Hitters too, it's the same character. And then he made Dodgeball, and he's the same character in Dodgeball. <laughs> Handlebar mustache, same voice. It was almost like he he loved that character, and yeah. then he finally got to make his own movie with yeah. it. He just picked up gardening duty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, dude, he's great. Adam Sandler, Ben Stiller, dude. I, Along yeah. came Pauly is hilarious. Okay. I actually just saw that for the first time a year ago. Yeah. Re- pretty recently. I don't know anything about it except for the ferret. He's just a very, like, I feel like every movie he's in, something bad's happening to him. And he's, like, trying to catch up and, like, recover from it. Yeah. But he's great. And then I'd probably throw Dave Chappelle in there. Actually, if I think of our childhood and our generation, Dave Chappelle's the best comedian, I oh, think. Yeah. But actor, comedy actor, I would actually put... Um, Are you just putting him in? Jim Carrey. Comedy actor. From from our childhood? Yeah. You didn't see any Dumb Oh, no, 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 no. I have. I was just thinking, I can't think of comedy actors, but you're just better at that. This is my game. Apparently. Dude, I, lo- <laughs> I love, Shannon gets annoyed. Because we'll see a commercial and I'll pause it. <laughs> Top three best acoustic songs of the 90s. <laughs> oh what? <my laughs> Go. Oh, my gosh. I do that with uh, actors too, actors in movies, actors and actresses. Back Why? to J- Dave Chappelle real quick. Yeah, you're just talking about because of uh, the Chappelle Show, or did, yeah, was he in I movies? Fucking love. He was in a couple. I mean, Half Baked was really it. Oh, it was a good good movie, but never seen it. Oh, you would like this. Fucking hilarious. Oh, okay. um, it's one of his original movies. Yeah. Um, you, I know you like you like the Chappelle Show, right? Yeah, that's oh, why yeah. I'm saying you would like it because yeah. it's like a it's not a spinoff of that, but it's. That same humor. For sure, yeah. Um, but he's one of the funniest, like, stand-ups I've seen, too. You know what our group text always make fun of me about? What? It's never seen Entourage. The TV show? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen, like, parts of it. Really? I didn't, it didn't, like... They, they love... They binge-watch They it. would. Yeah. It's, it's a, like, a group of guys yeah. that love that. Like, that's, like, literally them <laughs> in a movie. Yeah. It's cool, but the only reason I think it's cool is because... Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. It's about his, like, life. Yeah. I, he, I know what it's about. I've just never seen it. Mark Wahlberg would be in my top three just general actors for oh, sure. Absolutely. And Denzel Washington for sure too. All right. Let's get into the Q&A, man. I need to go to Jeopardy for actors and shit. And shit. Movies. <laughs> <laughs> what does that contain? <laughs> and shit contains movies and uh, media. Media. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like when we watch a show or a movie, I can literally be like, that guy – Playing that side role was also in this movie, this movie, and this movie, or this TV show, that one episode where they did this, and it's really weird that I have a good memory of that. Yeah. And not other things, not names, not things Shannon asks me to do, <laughs> just fucking actors. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Oh, actually, now that I think about it, I totally forgot about this. We have a couple questions from Instagram. I know. I'm sorry. Travis is getting frustrated here. Um, I'm all over the place. It's your podcast. That's true. It's our podcast, bro. Boom Boom Formless Podcast. Not changing that. Why is uh, Wiz Khalifa hashtagging McQueen so much? Have you dude, noticed that? Dude, that's his new gin. Oh, is that what it is? McQueen gin. I, I keep seeing it and I'm like, that's Travis's last name. Why does he keep doing that? Yeah, I'm pumped. That's dope. I want, I is don't that like your new gin. favorite alcohol? <laughs> no, I don't, I, drink, hate gin. I don't drink liquor. Um, I actually have a ton of questions from the Instagram thing I did that said podcast questions. So maybe we save these for the end and we just rapid fire them. Like I'll just like everyone in like 10 seconds. All right. Or less. <laughs> if I can't. Your definition of rapid fire is different right. than mine. But. Yeah. All right. So we're going to start uh, with Tiffany Warlowski. Dude, there's no way I can pronounce that, but that's pretty awesome. Last name. If you weigh yourself daily, what is an acceptable fluctuation of your weekly average in maintenance? I think I can do all these rapid fire. I think I'm going to do, do this. It. So uh, a weekly uh, – is it a daily average or weekly average? Like day-to-day what – Fluctuation of your weekly average in maintenance. Um, so your weekly average in maintenance should fluctuate within a pound. I would say two pounds at max. Your daily average can fluctuate within one to two pounds as well. If you're maintaining, you don't want to see too much fluctuations. What happens when your body's fluctuating too much is it means, A, you're eating a lot of foods that don't digest well – B, you're eating a lot of foods with tons of salt, so you're probably eating out quite a bit. C, you could be miscalculating macros, so you're not eating what you think you're eating. So therefore, when your body is seeing different fluctuations of carbs and proteins, you retain water at different levels day to day. Um, Or D, 
something is probably, are you drinking alcohol, too much inflammation, too high stress, so on and so forth. So I have a client right now that we see her weekly trend is going down, but day to day she's like up and down three pounds, like it's crazy. But since she weighs in daily, her average is still trending downward accurately. And what I told her is I was like, hey, like how often do you drink? A couple nights a week. How often are you eating out? A couple times a week. It's like we should probably limit that. And you're kind of eating really randomly in your macros, even though you're in at your calories and losing weight, your macros are everywhere. If you want to sustain the fluctuations or, or better taper those out, we just need more consistency across the board. Uh, but in general, I would say one to two pounds day to day is pretty normal. But if, for example, my root, my daily diet is pretty routine. I won't fluctuate more and I'm, maintain, I'm trying to lean gain. So I'm trying to gain slowly about a pound a month. I probably gain 0.2 to 0.5 pounds at most day to day, dropping up and down. So it'll be like 168.3, 168.6, 168.4, 168.8. Like it's always within the pound, and I think that's pretty normal for maintenance. Wow, one pound per month. Slow. Yeah. But if I but think about this, if in six months if I keep doing that, in six months I'll be six pounds heavier. Those six steaks on my body, I'll be pretty much pretty big. Yeah. And if I don't gain fat in that process, that's perfect. Even better. All right, next question. Um, this is sweet. This is, I'm hoping there's an Instagram name. That's really my name. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts on workout structure when writing your own training program? You think her name is That's? No. Because That's really my name? No. Get it? I do. Dad yeah. joke? <laughs> um, I ignored everything you said. Thoughts on workout structure when writing your own training program? That's a really hard question to answer because I don't think anything changes. I think that the the principles, like we always have that saying, you know, like methods often change, principles never do. No. What is the saying? <laughs> There's many methods. Principles are very few. Methods often change, principles never do, or something like that. Point is, the principles never change. Yeah. The principles are the principles. So even if you're, if, if I'm writing your program, if uh, you're going to a boot camp class, if you're going to a CrossFit class, if you're going to a bodybuilding coach, if you are writing your own programs, there's principles. There's movement patterns you need to hit. There's volume, intensity, and frequency that you need to manage. That's that. Mm -hmm. I don't think any of those change. Um, if you're writing your own programs, I think you need to be hyper aware of what you need to improve. I didn't start – I wrote my own programs at first and then I, once I like realized that I could get so much better results with somebody else writing my programs because I have a biased opinion on not only what I need to do but I usually favor what I want to do, like yeah, what's fun for me. For sure. Because um, I didn't have an eye to assess myself and tell myself this is your weak point. This is what you need to improve on and that takes a special person. That takes a lot of practice. I didn't write my own programs for – probably four years just straight. Like it was just, uh, Luca wrote my program for a long, long time. Uh, I've had other coaches at the gym write them. I hired coach after coach after coach. I, I wrote, like would buy John Rustin's programs or the muscle strength pyramids. I would do anything I could to not write my own programs and try other people's stuff or have somebody else come in and assess me and tell me what I needed to do at the very least. So I would first and foremost tell you, don't write your own program. It's just, it's so cheap to go. Some of my programs are 70 up to a hundred dollars. And there's other people that have great programs too that are even less, $50, and they're good programs. It's like, why not spend that money and do something that's that's programmed in a way that you're not going to favor your favorite things too yeah. much? Um, that being said, as long as you hit the fundamental movement patterns, you have your volume and intensity controlled, those are the fundamentals. I don't think anything else changes. Yeah. You just got to make sure that you're doing what you need to do. Um, even for myself, I had to really kind of look at myself and go, because this is, this is actually a good example. I remember working with, you've probably heard me mention Chris Barricat. Shout out to Chris Barricat, good friend of mine. He did my programming and my nutrition for a lot, a long time, almost all of 2019 um, after my surgery. And he asked me, like, what is one body part that you need to specialize in or you want to work on? And I literally was like, oh, my back. Like, my back needs to grow. Like, I think I could develop my back better because that was just in my head. And he was like, dude, that is the last body part I think you need to improve. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, dude, your back is thick. It's defined. Your, your strongest lifts are all – and the poster, like, why do you need to specialize on your back? And I was like, Damn. I don't know. And if I really think about it, it goes back to, like, when I first started training, I had a small back, and the guys at the gym gave me shit, so I started training the shit out of my back all the time until it grew and it got stronger. Now I don't need to. 
Um, I, I phase it in. I haven't specialized. I'm actually specializing on it now because I haven't in a long time. I've been doing a lot of volume on my shoulders and stuff, shoulders and arms um, and legs after the surgery. So I'm kind of cycling back to that just to sprinkle it in. But at the time, that was a perfect example of like, that's not what I needed. Yeah. He was like, you need to do more leg volume because we need to rebuild the muscle and you need to work on your shoulders. Like if I'm being like looking at your physique and saying what I think you need to work on. But that was an example of somebody, even if I have a consultation with somebody and they're like, this is what you need to work on. I can at least go home and program that for myself, knowing that this is what I need to work on. Yeah. Um, but you're always going to have your insecurities or like your thought process of what needs to be better. And I think that's going to bleed into how you program for yourself if you do it yourself. For sure. So interesting perspective. Or join the elite. Or just train in the elite. We have everything. Yeah. You know what's fucking dope? Actually, sorry. It's not the elite anymore. It's the tailored trainer. Remember? Um, oh, so it's a new name. Touche. Tailored coaching method is a new brand. I can actually talk about it now. This is dope. Yeah. Um, and the tailored trainer is the trainer, but what we did, this is super cool. So we made it even better. I was like, how can I make this more tailored? And I was like, right now you sign up for true coach in our app, you get a program. The program is four days a week. So it's programmed Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, let's say. Well, some people want to train Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Some people want to train Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So now you can select a program and you can select because we built a basically like a workout builder in there after you apply for each program when you're inside the membership, you can tell us what days you want to lift and then we can customize the program for your schedule. And then if you want to, these, by the time this airs, these should be up, but I just created specialization phases that are one day a week. Then you can also specialize in a body part if you're doing a four-day split. So now you can do, let's say, the, the big four, which is our uh, strength and size program, four days a week, upper, lower. You can do that and add a back specialization, a arm specialization, a glute and hamstring specialization, a chest specialization. So now they can have a fifth day and we can plug that in for them and make this a specialization training program too. Super dope. We're, we're just taking – we're taking the, the tailored trainer – to another level. So I said, like, I literally was like, how can I make this literally the personal trainer in your pocket? The yeah. best thing possible. That's sick. I'm stoked about that. That's awesome. Um, but anyway, next question. Yeah. That was not a rapid fire. All right. Um, we're going to go. This one is from Jordan. You posted a while back that collagen could be counted as calories, but not necessarily for protein. Just wondering if you could expand on that. Thank you for all you do and all, everything you share. Yeah, so I think that at the end of the day, anything that you consume that has calories is calories and needs to count, right? Um, people will ask like, oh, should I count my vegetables? Does it have calories? Yes. Then yes. Should I count my fish oil? Does it have calories? Yes. Then yes. Olive oil and things I cook in? Yes. Like anything that has calories. Your pre-workout, does it have calories? If it does, then it probably has carbs in there too. So at the end of the day, like anything that has calories should count. Therefore, collagen should count. Um, the only time I ever say that it doesn't matter is if somebody's in a maintenance phase and they have collagen every day and we're trying to be less restrictive or rigid because we know in three or four months we're going to do a cut again and I want to save all their mental discipline for that time instead of wearing them out still being very restrictive now. I'll say, hey, if you drink collagen every day, it's not worth it, 70 calories. It's mainly all protein. Just don't worry about it. If you're in a cut, calories are calories. You should count it. The reason I don't like counting it as protein is it's because it's just a very poor quality amino acid. I mean, it's it's very lit, has very little leucine in it, and the research we have that shows collagen is going to be highly beneficial for tendon, ligament, gut health, skin, so on and so forth is pretty limited. But it's there, so we can say that it probably does benefit those things. There's more and more research coming out. Actually, I think this is one of the things Haley's lab is actually doing too. So I'll know more about this soon as she oh, goes yeah. through that. But um, it's just not a high quality protein. So like you can't say that collagen is going to help you build muscle. And at the very best, which is very skeptical, we can say that it indirectly helps you through the act of improving joint or ligament strength and that improving performance and your performance over months leading to more weight lifted and that leads to muscle growth. But that's such a far reach of an answer that it's like – I wouldn't even say that it's beneficial for muscle growth. Um, so because of that, I don't like counting it because if I have a 130-pound female and I want her consuming 140 grams of protein, I want that protein coming from highly bioavailable sources that are rich in leucine. That's not going to be collagen. So I want protein sources that are going to be valuable for the muscle building process. Um, the times I would say you can count it towards protein is if you're going above your body weight in protein because if you're, let's say, again, that 130-pound female, if you're eating 150 grams of protein and you're eating a lot of dairy, meats, eggs, fish, 
then we know you're getting enough protein and you can count it as that because it's another seven grams coming from a shitty source. Not that big of a deal because you're getting more enough For than sure. enough of the good stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why I wouldn't really count it. But I think it's still counting calories if you're consuming it. Nice. All right, next question. Uh, it's going to be from Courtney McFarland. Real quick. Yeah. Did you just – how did you do that? You scrolled and then just went to the other thing you had open? I don't have anything. So if I go – that's dope. I had no idea you could do that. You learn something new every day, people. The iPhone is filled with many tricks. That's about two generations ago. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's been like that? Yeah. Damn. Is there a user manual for this shit? <laughs> yeah, there is. I skip that. <laughs> oh my god! Let me YouTube that for you. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Send me the uh, TG. What is it? Let me Google that for you. Website. Yeah. Let me Google that. LMGT. All right. If so anybody listening to this gets a "Let me Google that for you" link from me, I promise it's just a joke. Because <laughs> I might do that now. All right, Courtney McFarland. If you want to switch out some hit cardio in place of steady state cardio about how much would be equal the other about how much yeah that's a really hard question i don't think we can quantify that because um when we do high intensity interval training in cardio like hit cardio we have to remember that if you and i both did five rounds of 15 second explosive bouts on the assault bike and minute and a half rest, let's say that's a high intensity interval or like 15 on 45 off five rounds. But my ability to generate force is different than your ability to generate force. Therefore our maximum power output during that time is different. Um, our recoverability from an oxidative standpoint is different. Therefore how fast we recover and are able to get back to that maximum effort is different between us. Um, our muscle tissue, fat tissue, body size in general, uh, energy system, uh, efficiency, all these things are different. And therefore it all kind of boils down to the energy expenditure is going to be different person to person. Um, and the same thing applies with lists. So for me to directly say that this much hit equals this much list is pretty inaccurate. The closest thing you can do is wear like a, a heart rate monitor or something in, in a calorie expenditure tracking thing and determine if you're doing the same amount, right? Like if you were burning, but even that's inaccurate because it goes by movement. So you'll burn far less in that hit session because it's it's all about duration, right? But then like hours after, you're still burning calories from that versus lists, you burn more during the session. You don't burn that afterwards, but it ends up equaling out. In general, I would probably say two, three times the duration. So if we did, what would that be? 15 on 45 off for 10 rounds, it's 10 minutes. Then I would say 30 minutes of list is probably equal to 10 minutes of hit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's about three times as much, yeah. but it's like a lower intensity. Um, but then I would also say too, like depending on your stress levels, you might get more out of the list for the same caloric expenditure because it aids your recovery, manages your hormones and your stress better, and that's going to lead to better fat loss results. So you might burn the same amount of calories in the session, but long-term you just manage your stress better and that's going to lead to better results. Um, same sense with the hit. You might need that style of cardio because your body is so efficient at list because you do tons of marathons and endurance stuff in general. So I would say, hey, like you don't need to worry about managing stress. You need to go do that hit. It's going to be more beneficial even if the caloric expenditure during the session is the same. So I don't think you can really quantify it. But if I had to put a number on it, I would say duration-wise two to three times as much yeah. of the hit. All right. We're going to go next question. James Kraus. I think it's – I always said cross. Cross. But K R A U S E James, let us know. Yeah, I was gonna say we'll we'll we'll, we'll find, find out, out. <laughs> how to know if you you are following the right fitness page or influencers. What to look for? This one was cool because somebody commented on it and said, "Just follow Cody and his guests." And I was like, "That's dope." That is sick. Um, that's one way. I would guy. say like, in his media, <laughs> give, give Trav a follow. <laughs> um, I would also say like. All your podcasts. Yeah. So if you like the po- uh, the Mind Pump guys and you listen to Mind Pump, go check out their their guest list. You know what I mean? Like they're not going to let people on that suck. I'm not going to let people on that suck or that are bad influences. I've interviewed people that I knew would be a bad influence and I didn't air the episode on purpose. And I'll openly admit that because I knew for a fact. And these are people who have big followings. And if I really was about that, it would have helped me because they would share it with their audience. I would have hundreds of thousands of people looking at it. 
but I chose not to because it's not about the followers. It's not about the listeners. It's about you guys who are already listening. I want to give you good information. And they didn't give that. And it wasn't valuable. And it probably would have put a sour taste in your mouth. So I didn't do it. Um, so point being, you can trust most of the podcasts you listen to. You can probably trust them and just follow them. Um, look for evidence-based people. Speaking of Mind Pump, if, if anybody does listen to Mind Pump, guys, tag me. And so somebody tagged me in, the, in them in their post today on their story. It was like top two podcasts. And it was like Mind Pump and Cody Boom Boom. Um, and I've been tagged multiple times on lists, like many times of like my top five podcasts or top 10 or whatever. And we're always on those together. I've interviewed those guys, but it's time for them to interview me. Yeah. So if you like this podcast and you like the Mind Pump, shoot them a DM. Let them know to get me on the show. Um, I've hung out with them multiple times. We get along great, so I would love to come on their show. But um, I'm not one to ask somebody. So if the people's, people say it, Let's go. that would be dope. That is sick. Um, they're great guys. They're really good guys. I've learned a lot from them. Um, but I think, I think that's one way. I also think, um, looking for people who are, I think evidence-based is kind of a buzz term now because some people claim it and they're not, but in the most sense, like look for people who are kind of quote unquote evidence-based, they talk or about, or use the research quite often, but they also use anecdotal experience and they have experience in their own coaching career to share stories and tips and strategies. Um, look for people who are giving advice without asking for anything in return. So if every single post is saying sign up for this or buy this or, or order this, they're probably in it for the wrong reasons. Um, doesn't mean calls to actions are bad because every once in a while I say, hey, download this or hey, grab our new book or whatever. Um, but 99.9% .9 of my posts don't ask for anything in return. I'm just giving free information and that's the goal. Um, so looking for people like that that are very authentic and just want to help. Um, and then last but not least, like just audit your current following. If you look at your following, when you're scrolling down your newsfeed, I do this all the time. If I see something that I'm like, that's negative, it doesn't help me, it's not lifting me up, it's not benefiting me in any way, it's not valuable, I unfollow. Because it's like, if they're not helping me become better or personally develop and, and be happier or be positive, what's the point? I don't want to see depressing, sad shit on your story. Like, And this is why I think it's funny about people like, oh, Instagram's a highlight reel. And then you kind of talk shit on it. Well, that's because why would you share negative shit? Yeah. My life's not perfect. I go yeah. through stress. I, I have fights and we, we have – everybody has issues. But if I just constantly post about my issues, like what good is that serving anybody? Nobody, yeah. Nobody. Rather, I might make a post every once in a while about like how I help manage stress. That's a positive thing that I can like do. It's about stress. But um, I think just like auditing your feed and just ruling out people who are just crabs in a bucket. For sure. It's the easiest way. I did that a lot in 2019. Yeah, I follow way too many people. How many people do you follow? I'm not even going to go there. You guys can all go look. More like, than 2,000? Like, I think that's it. 2000. Damn. I, I can't, I, dude, I have a weird thing about seeing what's up. You know, like. You do. You want to be in the loop. Yeah. Constantly. <laughs> so people that I probably shouldn't be in the loop with. Yeah, I got out of the loop with a lot, a lot of, of people. stupid meme accounts and stuff. And I just oh, yeah. Make me laugh my ass off. Yeah, but that's better than. It's positive. Yeah, it is positivity. <laughs> well, the meme might not be positive, but it brings laughter to me. I think I follow about 900 people. Yeah. And I'll be honest. I think I would say 50% of those people are like inactive accounts from like old high school or people I used to follow. And I don't like not inactive, but I don't see them on my newsfeed. Cause yeah. I never engage with it. So yeah, I just yeah, never yeah, see yeah. it anymore. Yeah. So it's hard for me. I actually went to, in 2019, I went to my following and I literally just unfollowed like a thousand people in 2019. Cause I was like, I've done that. Don't know times. who you are. Don't know who you are. You're not providing me value. I want to, you know, somebody from the childhood that I don't need to associate myself with. Like, it's just like yeah. unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. And I didn't mean it in a negative way, but I was like, I want a path to positivity, man. No, I like, it. I've done that a couple times, but there's so many, like, I make up excuses. I'm like, dude, I am interested in what they're doing. Oh, I don't even know who they are, but. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I Not a lot of people are. I, I mean, people a lot, of, a lot of people say it to me, but you know what? They're not me. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm interested in, there's some people that I don't necessarily know, but they were once a client. They, um, they engaged with me and I followed them back. And I am generally interested in what they're doing and how they're doing it because they live a similar lifestyle to me. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily affect me or I don't personally know them but i like seeing what other people are doing in the realm of what i do for with sure. my life and career yeah and that helps me oh, i yeah i follow a lot of like videographers and photographers and oh yeah people that are content creators and stuff but i will say there's a there's I, there's at least two handfuls of people that are influencers that i don't generally enjoy like i don't get much other content but i like seeing how they film how they do audio yeah, and yeah, things yeah. i can send you you yeah. know what i mean like um 
So that's that's a good point. Dude, too. Instagram needs to like have multiple feeds. Like you can categorize your feeds. Mm. So instead of having scroll for seventy five minutes, like I think they're trying to do that with like you can follow hashtags now, but I don't think that really makes sense because then I'm, I'm not. You can follow a hashtag, for example, and that hashtag might be fitness. Yeah. But it's everybody who ever hashtags fitness. Yeah. I like that because I can put all my fitness people in a category, all my – And then just look at their yeah. feeds. That would be cool too because I have like – I have a uh, – sometimes I'll be scrolling and I'll see like Nija and I'll just well, go watch skate videos. Yeah. And like I, have, I follow a bunch of pro skateboarders just because yeah. I like watching. But it would be cool to just click my skateboard feed and just scroll and just watch. Exactly. That's dope. Dude, I would be able to eliminate a lot of people if that happened. Can you – I don't – I wonder if you can approach – like I mean it's too late now but like – why? That's that's a really good. That's like a great idea to trademark. You know what I mean? But you can't really trademark an idea that's within another company. You can approach Instagram about it. I don't give a shit. Just, yeah, but what are just they do it. <laughs> I don't need anything. <laughs> yeah, I use your product. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want it better. That's a good idea. Uh, all right, cool. Um, we're gonna go. Uh, this. Oh, we got time. Uh, Mary. Oh, got wow. a little lamb. Mary Molnar Fretz. Molnar Fretz. I did a bodybuilding comp, uh, female bikini in the summer. Now my goal is to build back up, back up my running and endurance. How can I still continue to maintain strength while focusing on conditioning and aerobic performance as well? How can I maintain strength? Was that? Yeah. How can I continue to maintain strength while focusing on conditioning and aerobic performance as well? Um, Basically, you're going to hit your minimum effective volume. We're going to get back to rapid fire because we got 20 minutes or less to hit all these. Um, you're going to hit your minimum effective volume or your maintenance volume, I should say, with all of your lifting and the minimum amount of volume required in order to maintain your strength as well. And what that's going to look like is basically saying if it takes you 12 sets per muscle group per week to grow, you would probably slash that in half, six sets per muscle group per week, which is not that much. Uh, but that's your minimum to maintain. You don't really need that much volume to maintain. So you're going to hit your minimum amount of volume you need to maintain. You're going to split that in half by doing half of those sets in the strength realm for your major muscle groups. So your biceps, that won't count. But your chest, your back, your glutes, things like that, that means you're doing your compound lifts and you're making sure that every session you have a low rep strength dominant lift. So your days might be full body. You'll start with a bench squat or deadlift and it's going to be in the three to six rep range going heavy, working on progressing that strength week to week um, because you can still continue to gain strength in that process. Um, and then the rest of your volume is going to be in that like eight to 12 rep range. And you're going to be just hitting that minimum amount of volume to maintain. And then the other days are just aerobic. So you could do three days of lifting and three days of conditioning done. Yeah. It's not as, I don't think it's as difficult as people think. I think that was, I mean, we might have one more. Um, and then I got all these IG ones. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. So, uh, last one on here is from J S K A Tabat. We already did one him but i cannot pronounce that <laughs> jessica tabat ingredients and dosages for the perfect make your own pre-workout intra workout drink to, to save money i mean different question but same no that's the same question is it he didn't he, he added the intra this yeah. time okay um intra workout so you technically as we're reading this question his question hasn't been answered because that Q&A airs tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So guys, when you ask a question, wait till the week is over to ask it again because the we, we record a week in advance and that airs on a Friday um, for the Q&As. So I already answered your pre-workout one, but for an intra-workout, and he said on a budget, right? Yeah. For an intra-workout, if you're on a budget and you're trying to save money, just don't even get an intra-workout. It's an intra-workout carb. It's a, it's a, not only is it a supplement, which means that it's supplemental, it's not necessity, it's not food, it's not needed. But it is one of the least needed supplements there is. Is it beneficial? Absolutely. If you have money to get it, do it. But in general, just eat your food and get enough carbs pre and post workout. You don't even need to worry about it. If you still want to do it and you're on a budget, um, there's plenty of cheap brands that are just purely highly branched cyclic dextrin or dextrose. Or really, if you want a cheap intro workout and you're trying to avoid spending $50, $60 um, every one to two months on a supplement like highly branched cyclic dextrin, which may be the most beneficial of them, drink Gatorade. Gatorade is a carbohydrate. It digests very quickly. It's going to give you the same benefit. 
Um, and you also don't need much. You could even have one of those little tiny fun size mini Gatorades. kid Gatorades because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like 10 to 15 grams of carb or sugar. And that's really all you need to get that insulin spike, to get that blood glucose raised and to be able to perform better. So um, let's jump into these Instagram ones. Some of these are spam. So make sure you don't read those because okay. some of them will be like, Cody, 2020 or like hit your goals. Somebody's like, uh, hey, man, follow me and I'll follow you back. It's like this. No. Ignore those people. All right. Um, this comes from Vinny GCB. Vinny G underscore CB. Vinny G. Favorite cheat meal ever. Ever. Fuck. Okay. Um, oh, we can't say this week, but. Yeah, I don't really, <laughs> I don't have the cheat meals, That's man. That's my point. Um, my cheat meal last week was fucking good, though. Uh, I did have a cheat meal last week. I had a uh, bacon and blue cheese burger with waffle fries. From that restaurant? Yeah, from oh. the 571 uh, whiskey and burger bar. And I had a I glass I rusted. of... Damn, that looked good. What did I have? I think I had a whiskey seven. Whiskey was seven up. So good. The waffle fries crushed. And then we had... Uh, uh, deep fried buffalo calamari. I don't cheat on my diet. Who am I kidding? That was the dude. I'm not a huge calamari Shannon person. Gosh, Shannon yeah. loves calamari. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, whatever you want. And she, they were buffalo. So like, oh, I'll try one. So it's like buffalo wing. Dude, they were ridiculous. Wow. Dipped in some, they had some kind of special sauces with them. The place is bomb. Yeah. Um, so I guess I did. The, that's, that was my favorite recent one. But I mean, if we say ever, Honestly, I, I really do think like my favorite cheat meals um, are probably burgers. I'm, I'm not a big pizza guy. I love just yeah. a good fucking cheeseburger with a beer or with but some I mean, kind of drink. And I, I would say like – Is, a, bur is my, a burger that cheap? Not really. I mean they use, gra use grass-fed beef. Like the, the, the probably the worst part about that meal was the calamari. The oh. bacon was like local good, but they have good meats there. Um, and it's not really a cheat meal cause it kind of fits in my calories. I don't like splurge and go crazy, but that's why I'm thinking like my favorite cheat meal of all time. I have two things that come to mind. Um, on a regular basis, I do the, the cheese and wine. You can't track that cause it's just a bunch of cheeses and meats and wine stuff. I love that. Um, uh, but that's a very like girly answer to give. So I'm going to give a, a better one. Um, back in the day, there used to be the Pike place bakery right next to the gym. And every Saturday was strongman Saturday. We would do like carries and poles and sprint, like just tons of strongman work. We have a cheat day and we go to the bakery and you basically, it was like five bucks a bag and you could just put as much shit in there as you could. And it was like, dude, we would get like all the cookies, the donuts, the, the baked like bread, like as much just dough and just sugar as you could possibly think. And then I'd be sick for the day. But that was always like a classic cheat day every Saturday. Yeah, it wasn't even a meal, cheat day. Every Saturday, just getting a ton of baked goods from the bakery. Um, and then the other thing that comes to mind is we used to do those transformation challenges. Yeah. So we'd go like eight or 12 weeks of these transformation challenges with all these guys. And then we would all finish a workout on Saturday. I would work out with the guys that I took through this transformation. And then I would take them all to Salty's on the water and do the buffet. And the buffet is just like crab cakes, fish, uh, so salmon, good. Tons of baked goods, like their uh, mac and cheese, their lobster mac and cheese. Like, yeah. there's just so much fucking food there. Again, just get sick. Yeah. I used to have some brutal cheat days, dude, <laughs> that would just, like, it's bad. Damn. Just. I did a Mother's Day buffet at Salty's once. Fire. I took I took my grandma there before for Mother's Day. I've been to a lot of Salty's buffets. Yeah? Like, easily 15. Wow. Are they all lot. different? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just good. Same yeah. thing. Um, Ivers, uh, down in, uh, university place has it too. Yeah. Has one just like it. It's super good. We huh. went there one time. Huge buffet guy. Huge. Get sick on the buffet. But that'd be my answer for you. Vinny. Vinny G. Uh, my brother's name is Vinny, so I can do that. I can make fun of your name a little bit. My cousin Vinny. Yeah. It's a good movie. Sober, sober. Which are you at the bottom or the top? No, it's up. This some of the questions people ask. Um, all right, this guy, this person's name is zero six zero three me, nineteen eighty six. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> birthday me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm guessing. When getting a new coach, what should a client ask? Ooh, that's a good question. That is a good question. Um, uh, experience, uh, like their experience and their background. So, 
what kind of certifications have you done? Are you doing? You should ask them about current education. I think it's really important that coaches are constantly educating. So if you ask somebody what they're currently studying and they don't have an answer, I think that's a red flag. That or if they think you're challenging them. Like you should be able to ask them anything. Anything. You know yeah. what I mean? But oh, like, yeah. Abs- if they respond that way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if, like do you not trust me? If they – yeah, I 100% agree with that. I think you should – be an open book to anything. Yeah. Um, so education, past and current, what are they studying? Um, what kind of clients they work with? Uh, um, communication, like how is the communication process going to be throughout the, the process? Ask them about how they will build your program out for you because I think one of the reasons to get a coach is that it's tailored to you. So if they don't describe a system or a method that is tailored to you, um, then I think that's an issue. It's a red flag. Um, if you should, you should probably ask obviously a timeline. I think that if anybody, I personally believe that great coaching, uh, coaches have a, uh, a contract, a commitment, a timeline that you have to agree to. We won't work with anybody who's not willing to commit to three months. Cause it shows us that you're not serious about the process and you have to be just as serious or as us. That they are. Or that shows us that you are. If yeah. you if you are no, like no brainer, willing to commit to three months or more, then we know that you're committed to the process, and we can really spend a lot of time and effort on you. Um, Maybe uh, personal or per, per, personal or professional uh, experience. Absolutely, that was kind of like the one of the first things I said. I would oh, also okay. say aspirations too. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to, but I think that is always a cool thing to ask. Like, how long you've been doing this, and where do you want to go with it? Like, what's plans? Because. I was thinking like more like bodybuilding or like done shows or done. Oh, okay. Like I see what you like personal experience yeah. versus coach. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that too. Like what's your personal experience in the gym? Because I, there's a lot of people who are very smart and they're also, and they're technically could be good coaches, but they're out of shape. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's a problem because the empathy side of that coaching is gone because you don't understand the process yeah. personally. Yeah. You understand the physiology and the science, but the science isn't always practical application. So I think that's actually really huge. I'm it's glad you said confusing. that. Um, I think that uh, not living the way they preach. Exactly. Yeah. It's a, oh, it happens all the time, dude. Especially oh. people that are super in depth with the science. Yeah. Um, because they're fucking smart with textbook, but they don't apply it in their own life, so yeah. it's hard to like go through it. So yeah. they expect people to follow something. It's like, have you ever tried following that? Like, that's difficult. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's a good one. Um, I think you should ask a. You should, this should come up before you even get there, but like stuff like free content and stuff. If, if somebody's not educating people constantly, I, I think that's a red flag because I think that that shows that they're really passionate about this stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you should be able to feel or ask questions that make you feel like this person fucking loves what they like. I'm a, literally obsessed with training and nutrition. Like anytime I have downtime, I'm just on my phone reading articles, looking up stuff because that's what I love. Like I'm yeah. passionate about that. And I think that's a, re- and I've been like that for the last eight years. Like for sure. I think that's a really important thing. Um, it's just like you, man, like you constantly looking up like video stuff and stuff that I would never want to watch Yeah. or shoes. You're okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't look at you the most down yet, but uh, I'm just joking. I don't know. But I think those are the big things. I think just like trying to find their passion, trying to find their experience, trying to make sure that they actually live this shit. Um, Ruling out any reason to believe that this is just a hobby of theirs. Yeah. Like it's a professional thing for them. Dude, if someone isn't convinced that you love this stuff, I don't know what's wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's it's bad. Shane, Even Shannon last night. Shannon said she loves you. She was li- – <laughs> that's all that matters. She literally said uh, – oh, she just texted me. <laughs> um, she, uh, she said uh, – I think she literally just said, put it away. Because we she was trying to watch Arrow, this show we were watching. need to know. And I was so close to finish reading this article um, that on examine.com, really good article that they interviewed Eric Helms about the, their, their thought process on the study that's going on, basically trying to get people to build muscle at maintenance calories. And it was really interesting. And I'm like reading it and reading it. And Netflix was taking so long to load for some reason. I was like, I'm going to read this article in the meantime. And then it started and I just kept reading it. It's like, put it away, Cody. Can't stop. Ooh, I love this. All right, Susan. Len, Lender TS. Lenderts. Lenderts. Shout out. She's one of my clients. Susan. Love Luke. Dude, love this Susan. is awesome. Where do you see BBP in three years, a.k.a. TCM? Mm. I think now that Surprise, TCM Susan. is out, is it, this is more relevant. Um, yeah. So first and foremost, we'll link this in the show notes. But um, as we're recording this, nobody has seen the video or heard the podcast. And I really just think that's – you got to go listen to that. You got to yeah. go listen to that or see that. Like we went in on that podcast about what we're doing and why we're doing it. And where I see 
she said three years. Yeah. So I see this year being our year to really honestly show the industry what tailored coaching really is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're, we're making our name for, for that and we're going to kind of put our f- foot in the dirt and, and put, put our foot in the wet cement. You know what I mean? Leave our print on what tailored and individualized coaching really is. Um, I think the combination of what we do inside nutrition coaching being really like, uh, like I got interviewed on multiple podcasts and the fact that multiple business owners said that we were the best in the space, like was so humbling, but it's because we take this so fucking seriously. So to know that I think we're going to be known as the people who have the best systems, have the best method, deliver the most valuable coaching. And we're known for being the most highly educated because we're constantly learning more, even though we know plenty to coach people. Um, So I really think this year is just going to be about putting our foot down and saying like, this is who the fuck we are. And we are here to be the best and the most trusted, reliable source for coaching people to the result they want to see and sustaining that result. Um, And I think next year, I think it's going to be about um, teaching that. So I think this year is going to be like, I think the, the reach and the content and the traffic is going to grow with the new site, the, the way the Instagram is going, the way the podcast is growing. I think this, this year is all about building that foundation and kind of getting our loudspeaker on. Right now, I feel like we have the, the platform, we have the foundation, and it's time to just scream in that fucking loudspeaker so everybody can hear what we want to do and what's the best method for coaching. Next year, I see us starting to talk about it more. Um, I'm going to put this out in the universe. I really want to host my own seminar uh, here in Seattle at a venue where we can get 100 to 200 coaches and have like a lineup of speakers that just dive into different topics strictly on training and nutrition. Not business, not anything, but like I want to have like Sam Miller come out and speak on hormones. I want Jade Tata to come out and do a talk on metabolism. I want Jordan Syatt to come out and talk about maybe like uh, connecting with people because he's so good at that. Um, I want Jordan Shallow maybe to come out and do like mechanics or Austin Current to do movement patterns for program design. Like have somebody that special specializes in a certain aspect of just training or nutrition that I've like built relationships with and just yeah. have like one mega seminar. Man, that's huge. It would be so fucking sick yeah. um, and do it once a year or something. So I see like more of those kind of things happening in 2021. Um, and then in 2022, which would be like that three-year mark, it's hard to say because like I think that I'm not going to sit here and say we're going to become this or we're going to start this or we're going to change this. I think it's just what we do today on a much larger scale. I just think that's – Perfecting it. Yeah, because right now that's all we care about. Like we're constantly updating our systems, our forms, our communication, how we coach, how we program, how we prescribe, the the tailored trainer, all these different things that we have. I think it's just not doing anything more. I think it's just making those even better than they are and and being more well-known for it. Yeah. Um, I think this industry has a lot of great coaches, but has a lot of bad coaches. So I really, really want to be a uh, somebody to reckon with, for lack of better terms. Yeah. I want to be like that company that does it the right way, that helps people. Maybe even helps those bad coaches. Hundred, and that's my point with like the seminar. Yeah, do things like that where I can teach coaches our method, so more coaches can learn how to do it the right way. Yeah, love it. That's awesome. But go listen to that podcast because that'll do it any more justice. All right, um, we got time for maybe one more. Brad had a good one about Seinfeld. I know that that is an easy answer. Sober bodybuilder. It's at the bottom, I think. Do you need a post-workout meal by Krista Berry? Uh, technically, no. I would say within three hours, you should probably eat something. Yeah. Um. So, yes, you do need a post-workout meal. You don't need to rush to it. Within three hours, you're probably good. Protein, carb. Gotcha. Better better episode. Kenny Rogers Roasters or the Pirate, pirate Shirt and why? This is from Brad Jensen, the Sober Bodybuilder. Um, the Pirate Shirt, without a fucking doubt. I, was, I love that episode. Is this um, Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Pirate Shirt. Why? Because – I don't know. Sometimes the episodes just click with you. You know, I think yeah. that's a hilarious episode. And I'm trying to remember. I don't remember if I tried on a shirt or Shannon tried on a shirt that had like puffy arms. And I remember saying, that's the pirate shirt. And we just started dying. So ever since then, I've just loved that episode. Nice. Um, so definitely the pirate shirt. Um, everybody else, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, there's there's quite a bit of uh, – I mean, well, here's, a, here's another one. H. Raleigh, H. Raleigh's son – 
89. What are your thoughts on bro splits? I love them because I like to have a set body part to focus on, but I feel like it's SOT. Is that an analogy for something? Shit out. It's not shit out of luck. Um, what are my thoughts on bro splits? Um, I think bro splits are less effective uh, because it's hard to manage enough volume inside of them. Um, I also think they promote more joint stress because you sit there and hammer one movement pattern. You're, if you're doing a chest day, you're pushing and you're doing flies. So you're stretching the bicep tendon and you're protracting the shoulder over and over and over and over again. I think that can cause some issues. Um, so I don't think they're optimal. However, technically, as long as you can avoid joint pain, you could do a bro split as long as you get enough volume. So if you know your uh, minimum effective, your maximum adaptable, and your maximum recoverable volume, or at least a range close to those things, I think you can get away with a bro split as long as um, you're doing enough volume. I just think it's harder to do enough volume with those. Um, Chubbs McGee dot Daisy May. Chubbs McGee reminds me of uh, – I know. Oh, no, I'm thinking of – there's an Adam Sandler movie that's something McGee, but then Chubbs, yeah. Jordan's little brother. Um, suggestions for nutrition courses to become a coach. Uh, Precision Nutrition, NCI, and MNU are the top three in my opinion. Um, I personally believe um, – MNU is probably, to me, is the most in-depth because it's the longest. I mean, if you want to commit to a year and actually do like a full year-long course, which is longer – which is why it's not always the best because it's so long. Some people need something quicker to be able to start their business. Um, but MNU is a year long and it goes into like every fucking category you could possibly imagine. It's a really, really good really good company. Um, so I like that. Obviously, I love Jason's uh, Jason Phillips NCI. I've done them. My coaches have done almost every course that they have. And you can get certified a little bit quicker and, and get moving with your business, which is really beneficial. But it's long enough to where you actually learn. And then Precision Nutrition is great as well. Those are longer courses. I've done PN1 and PN2 as well. Um, they're both a year long. Actually, PN2 is a year long. I don't know if PN1 is. Uh, but they're more along the lines of, of habit change, uh, behavior change. At least they were when I did them in like communication, which I think is very valuable too. For sure. James Ward, 9285. Who's Andreas? You've mentioned his name a few times. Listen to the interview I did last week. He is my mentor. Really good episode. Jamie Lynn underscore 413. In firefighting training and not recovering from grueling heavy PT slash work. Subs for strength creatine otherwise just get enough calories and get your sleep uh hey man i was just wondering what you have clients do when stress leads to craving slash overeating for more chia please um i get them out of a deficit i make sure that they're managing stress through sleep and then i work on like lifestyle factors um anytime you're overproducing stress you're more likely to have cravings and overeat so the best thing to do is get out of a deficit stop overtraining and just make sure they're they're managing stress in their lifestyle just started working out first time in my life. Good shit, dude. Let's get it. How long will it take to see a difference from Luke Mac 32? Bro, be patient. You just started today. <laughs> um, how long will it take to start seeing a difference? Honestly, for you, like a month, dude. It's like if you've never lifted and you start lifting as a guy, you'll start seeing muscle like that if you're doing the right stuff. So grab one of my starter programs like Functional Muscle or even a starter program on John Russin's side or uh, Physique Development or anybody. But just do something that's smart and just stick to it for a month. You'll start seeing pretty big changes. Um, but within the first year, you'll see dramatic changes. Whoa. Tiger in progress. She's becoming a tiger. I have a I have a flu very often, like once a month. Any ideas? Whoa, <laughs> that's not funny, and I feel bad for. Okay, it. I think it might be a typo, because she said I have a flu. Usually, you get the flu once yeah. a month. You get flu, so I hope you don't get the flu once a month. If you do, stop training, go to the doctor. <laughs> you have way too much stress in your life if you're getting the flu every month. I don't mean to laugh, but. Please tell me you're not. That sounds horrible. I'm gonna I'm gonna DM you after we stop recording. Um, you should not be getting the flu every month. The thing with this is we gotta remember when we stress the body through training, through emotional stress, through work stress, through stress in general, we are stressing the nervous system, we are stressing the respiratory system, we are stressing the immune system, we are stressing the joint system, the muscular skeletal system. We stress our body, we stress all the systems, the endocrine system, um, some more than others. In training, especially, we actually do hurt the nervous system quite a bit. Take more vitamin C, take a greens product, take a multivitamin, get out of the deficit, get your sleep, stop training so much. You need to really take care of your body if you're getting the flu once a month. That's pretty crazy. Paula Jean, 2030, work project that will have me working 60 hours a week for five weeks. How to adjust training. Stop training. 
That's a lot of fucking hours per week. No, but seriously, I would probably keep your training sessions to 45 minutes or less. I would do like body weight, band stuff, dumbbell stuff. Stay away from barbell. Stay away from max lifting. It's just too much stress. Unless you're – if you're sleeping eight plus hours a night and you'd rather spend your free time lifting, then you don't have to adjust anything. Um, but if that's going to stress you out more, you just have to just deload. You basically would do a five-week deload. But I know for me, if I, if I worked 60 hours a week – which there was a point in time I did, I still lifted, but that's because what I wanted to do with my free time was lift and that yeah. lowered my stress. Yeah. So I think it kind of matters where you're at. Carmen Alessa, intermittent fasting when training hard in the morning, athlete CrossFit. Don't do it. Not a good idea. Eat some food before, protein and carbs. Logan Tyler Nelson, when you went skinny fat, how did you fix it? Did you do any cardio? What split? That's funny. When you went skinny fat, I did get skinny fat. I got skinny fat because I did circuit training, boot camps, cardio, and dieted my ass off with low calories while ignoring carbs and ignoring strength training. So what I did to reverse that, and I actually gained like 15 to 20 pounds of muscle after that. Um, I was granted, I was 19, 20 years old. So it was like a, a young brand new to training. That was like my newbie years. Um, I ate more carbs. I ate a pretty low fat, high carb, high protein diet. Um, I did not do any intermittent fasting. The only cardio I did was like once or twice a week, hard conditioning, like sleds, hill sprints, stuff like that. And then I did four to five days a week of heavy lifting. Uh, basically I think it was full body back then, but if not like an upper lower split, I actually remember exactly what I did. I did, I don't remember if it was full body or upper lower, but I did a five, three, one, uh, compound with a lot of accessory work. So my lift was five, three, one repeat for like week, like three week cycle after three week cycle, um, for the bench squat, deadlift, overhead press. And then I did just accessory work with functional movements. Gotcha. Um, Kyle underscore wash dot fit. Love your page. Thank you. I'll check out your page. See if I love it. We're going overboard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's okay. We're almost here. Um, Oh, that was it. That was the last one. Hey, no question. Just want to stop by and say you rock. That's spam. You don't know me. <laughs> All right, guys. That's a wrap for today. That was a lot of questions. Rapid fire. Took me an hour plus. Deuces. Before I let you go, I just want to say thanks. I seriously appreciate you spending this last hour or so with me, educating yourself to get better results. It still humbles me to this day that people around the world literally have me in their headphones or their speakers just to learn. It's so empowering and because of that, I have three quick things for you. The first one is a personal favor. Please leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. When you do this, not only does it help me learn and get better at making podcasts for you to get better results, but it helps us grow inside of iTunes, which allows us to invest more, again, to get you better results. The second thing, head over to boomboomformance.com slash sign dash up or click the link in the show notes to get your free copy of the Nutrition Hierarchy. This is everything you need to know about nutrition to change your body composition or performance inside of a manual. I take the leading evidence inside of research and all the principles, methods, and tools based on some of the top professionals in the industry, and I put them all in a book so you can learn more about your nutrition and get better results. The third thing, this is a personal invitation to shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me at cody at boomboomperformance.com. I will help you troubleshoot anything you need. This is literally an invitation to jump in my inbox and ask me anything you want and let me help you. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this time. I appreciate you being here and I'll see you next time.